Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Nicole. Guys, we are back in the building, rocking and rolling. Listen, today we're going to get into this conversation, and I'm going to be honest with you. I had a couple of different topics just going back and forth in my mind, and I'm waiting until I press record to figure out what we're going to talk about. But I think the one that stuck out to me the most between the conversations that we could have today is a simple fact that when people lose someone or when we lose someone in our lives, there's also something that's called secondary losses. And I heard a conversation recently where it talked about funerals exposing secrets. And it it was shout out to Devin Wade show. I don't want to take credit for it. But it's a podcast that I listened to and they talked about when funerals expose secrets. And I thought about the secondary losses, but I never thought about the gaining of information actually becoming a loss after you lose someone. So what do I mean? Some of us out there have had people that we love that passed away. But then when they died, we learned things about them and their life. And man. That gaining of information has caused further losses in our lives. How insane is that? This is why when I tell people to keep in mind that someone close to you is still tripping off the fact that someone close to them passed away because it's so multifaceted, it's multi-layered. In this conversation, one of the co-hosts on the show was sharing how when her father passed away, she found out that she had two siblings that she never knew. Her father knew about them. They knew about her, but she didn't know about them. So it's like you're now burying your father. You're dealing with this grief. And then now you've got to navigate this new information on top of it. This is why I want to talk about grief and talk about loss because it can be so much more heavier than people realize than the average eye would be able to pick up. It's like, whoa, how could because this is the thing that I feel the most challenging with that is that now she can't or anyone in similar circumstances address that issue with that person because they're deceased. There are so many conversations that would transpire from that that can't be had can you imagine what the process could be like to move forward and have to navigate those ups and downs is there anger there's so many questions is there resentment this is the thing do you then live a life full of unforgiveness or are you able to get to a place of forgiveness without having that conversation I was like man I've got to share this even further. So I then shared it on YouTube and some of the comments there, someone was saying a similar thing. They found out that they had other siblings. And then also on the show, they talked about when like a lover, say a companion, in this case, it was her boyfriend passed away. You find out that they were cheating. There was other relationships. And Devin on the show, the co-host and producer of the show was saying that this generally happens if you're at a funeral and then you hear someone 
that you don't know, no one knows crying extreme levels or all these things. And you know, there may have been a deeper relationship. It was eye opening in a sense, because when people die, there are certain secrets that come to life and then it's left in the laps of those people. So it just adds on. But that can not only cause a problem for one person, it can divide families. Truthfully, if you're married and your spouse passes away and you find out that they were cheat on, cheating on you, where does that leave that? How did the children now view their parent if they were made aware of this information? And it's, it, it kind of just became a, a rabbit hole of thinking for me when I was evaluating this and how it could possibly be causing issues and problems for people. It leads me to the point of one time I posted on Instagram and I talked about how sad it is and how hard it is to lose somebody. And someone literally commented and said that they were actually happy that a person died because that person was their abuser. So it's like we perceive people in this life, in the living, in a certain light. But when they die, it can expose so much more. And then it leaves you to try to reconfigure things. Or not even just that the person was maybe had different secrets or was different, but just conversations that were had, some of their beliefs, some of the way that they felt about you. And it just becomes a problem, or I'm not going to say it does because it doesn't have to. But it could potentially become a problem because of the simple fact that you can't necessarily find reconciliation because that person's not here to have a conversation to challenge those things. So I wonder if you were crying and if you felt sorrow about someone passing away and then you get privy to this information, does that change to anger? And then does that cause a problem for your mourning process and, and a hindrance? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And this is why I advocate again for therapy or, <clears throat> excuse me, some sort of counseling or even a support group. It doesn't have to be a formal therapist or, or a buddy or a group or a coach or somebody, a journal, because a lot of the times what we're thinking and processing inside, it just needs to get outside of our mind and our body for us to be able to process it and make some sort of sense of it. Because these things go deeper. One time my therapist was asking me, why do I feel the way I feel about these certain losses? And then you start to think, well, this is because this is the role that this person played in my life. This is who they were. This is why this feels so deeply. Then it has you explore that relationship. So sometimes and it's not in my case, I'm be, be honest, but in some situations who we thought a person was. And then once we really start to peel the onion back on the relationship, we're like, wow, actually they weren't that great. And so is that bad to say? So it's not only that the death exposed secrets, but it might have exposed the reality of who that person was. It might be like, wow, I thought my uncle was such a great guy. But then people he dies and people are telling you things that he did. And you're like, whoa, I didn't know that's who you were. So it's like, am I grieving the person that I knew or am I grieving the person that I have come to learn that you are? Is that not possible? Because I didn't know that version of you again. Grief and loss and so many of these things can become so complicated that we cannot underestimate their power and we cannot underestimate the experience of mourning. So after these people are 
whether that's buried, cremated, you have a repast, all these things happen. There's so much more that has to be dissected. And if we don't, then again, we're not necessarily moving forward in a positive way or a positive light on our grief journey. So that in itself becomes complicated to an extent, but it's so important for us to really sit with these losses, become curious, evaluate them, and then remember that it's not one size fits all because of these exact things. One sibling could be grieving the loss of a parent in in certain aspects and the other person could be happy because maybe they didn't like that part of them. Maybe they didn't really like them. There's people out here who really don't like their children, children that don't like their parents, siblings that don't like each other. It's a reality. So how do those things change when death happens? I have saw, excuse me, not saw, I heard in in a good way. So someone that I know lost a parent and who they thought their parent was when they were alive wasn't that great. But in their death, they learned that they were pretty cool. Just by like reading certain things, you find certain material, things that they've written, conversations with people that they knew. And you're like, really, this is who they were. And so then that longing comes where you wish you could meet that person. You wish you knew that version of them. It is so deep and it goes deep. And this is why we have these conversations, because I hope that someone out there hears this conversation and they're like, wow, I'm not wrong for that. I shouldn't feel guilty that I'm not that sad about losing that person or that aspect of them. Or I feel robbed and I feel cheated that I didn't get to know this good person or this good version because that wasn't my experience of them. It's like sitting there and just hearing somebody read an obituary and you're like, who, who is that person that you're describing? Because I haven't heard an obituary that says something bad about a person. I wonder if that's the case. If, if, any, if you've been to a funeral service and you've heard an obituary read and it was saying negative things about somebody, please DM me and, or send me an email and let me know about that story. And I, I would love to feature it and talk about it because I've never heard that. So I don't know that the people writing the obituary are necessarily lying or omitting information or is it just proper protocol? Is that the etiquette to write what you think people would hear is it out of a respect thing or would we be better off if we just really told the truth about who this person was that's deep I I I don't know that might actually have to turn into a social media post question to ask people do we think that there should be a protocol or etiquette to follow When it comes to writing an obituary or should you just really tell the truth? This person was really a bastard. They were a jerk. This person was an alcoholic. That person was the abuser. This person was this or I don't know. I think that would be kind of wild. But is that really a part of the person's life story? Sure, it is. So I don't know. I really couldn't see myself writing the worst parts of someone in an obituary. And for me, the biggest reason would be one course out of respect and two that person isn't here to defend that so there will be some people who it will be their very first time learning certain things about someone and then they won't even be able to defend it or have a conversation or further explore that so I wouldn't do it but I'm curious about your thoughts please let me know 
I wanted to get into that conversation. I want you to give yourself grace. I want you to always remember how complicated this experience can be, how dealing and navigating with sorrow and grief and loss and just the whole gambit really can be for people around you as well. So let's all operate in kindness. Continue to do that. I hope this episode helped you in some way, one way or another. If it did, please leave me a review. I certainly love to hear from you. I love to read it on Apple Podcasts. Just drop a couple stars, a few words about the show. I really would appreciate that. If you're watching the video, leave me a comment. Let me know your thoughts on this as well. And if you have a conversation to share about what we talked about today or you just want to say what's up, make sure you slide in my DMs. But you can't do that if you're not following me over on Instagram. So make sure you do that at I underscore AM underscore J Nicole. Guys, the next time you already know. Love and light. Peace. Peace.